Get your guns up, Red Raider Nation. Let's go. That's it. There's a new member of the Final Four Club, and they hail from Lubbock, Texas. Lubbock and leave it. Texas Tech can start packing for Omaha. Yo, what's good, Red Raider Nation? And welcome to the debut episode of the Nation's official podcast. I am your host, TJ Kern, alongside my buddy, my partner, my co-host, Blake Hartsfield. Blake, episode one of the Nation's official podcast, man. How does that feel? It's exciting, TJ. Happy to be here. Uh, really thankful for the guys over at Guns Up Nation for, for giving us this opportunity, uh, rolling in our, our previous pod, the Suns Up Guns Up pod, uh, into the nation, and um, just ready to talk some Red Raider sports with everybody. Yeah, so if you've heard our voices before, maybe you heard our old podcast, the Suns Up Guns Up show. Uh, we put 13 episodes out over there. So we got plenty of practice in to talk some Red Raider sports. But now uh, Guns Up Nation has officially uh, turned the page to become the nation. And we are the nation's official podcast. You can find us on Twitter. We are going to be at the nation pod. A little bit about me. For those of you that may not have listened to the Suns Up Guns Up show, I am 37 years old. I'm from Arlington, Texas. And I went to Texas Tech from 2007 to 2010. So when I was there, the Graham Harold, uh, Michael Crabtree, Texas game was being played. I worked in a little bit of radio, uh, had an internship in TV. Basketball and baseball were terrible. And now all of a sudden we're, we're uh, fire uh, <clears throat> powerhouses, excuse me, in those sports. And we're riding the ship, Blake, and uh, football seems to hopefully be turning that corner to get back to the, the glory days of when I was a student. Yeah, I remember the Mike Leach years like you. I, I uh, grew up a Red Raider. Uh, family went to Tech. Dad went to Tech. Uh, from from the Dallas area, Plano specifically, but was going to Tech games as, as long as I can remember. Uh, grandmother lived in Lubbock. I, like you, I was at the Crabtree game in, in 2008, and that was probably the most epic night of uh, Texas Tech football that we've ever had, but um, I do remember the dark Pat Knight days after Bobby Knight uh, in basketball, and, and the baseball program was lost prior to uh, Tim Tadlock. But um, the last we've gotten good there, but the last decade has been pretty rough in football. Um, excited that Joe McGuire seems he's riding the ship, uh, and and just ready to, to to ride that wave. No doubt about it. And let's jump right into it, Blake. Uh, West Virginia game was last Saturday, a 48-10 to 10 victory by our Red Raiders. And I thought for sure it was a game you had to have. We talked about it before. But not only did we have to have it, they came out and put their foot on the throat and never let up. The most complete game of the Joe McGuire era. Offense, defense, just a dominating performance all around. Um, the biggest win is obviously the Texas game, and for a lot of reasons that we discussed previously, beating Texas and potentially their last game ever in Lubbock before they go to the SEC was important, and that was kind of your signature win for the program to get the momentum rolling for Joey. But a complete performance, 
if there was anybody who doubted after the Oklahoma State game that this was Baron Morton's team and that he was your quarterback moving forward, this should silence all critics. TJ, he is excellent again. Um, and in two games as the starter, he's amassed 1,100 yards of offense, total offense for the, for the team, 79 points, and that's on the road against Oklahoma State and then at home against West Virginia. Uh, this kid passes the eye test. He, he passes all the metrics and statistics. Uh, the numbers are just better, frankly, than they were under Donovan Smith. And um, it's exciting that we have the quarterback of the future. This is a kid that has the pedigree. He's got the arm talent. Um, and, and just excited to see where he's able to take this team. Yeah, we talked before a coach's son like West Virginia offensive coordinator and former tech QB Graham Harrell. He had to not have a good day on uh, Saturday. He wasn't too pleased. Bittersweet. But, uh, I mean, he coaches for West Virginia, but he is still a tech alum. Yeah. So, they, I mean, it had to be torn there. That was that was difficult for him, I'm sure, being up in the press box. But uh, I did see a little video of him and Crabtree before the game saying what's up to each other. So that was kind of cool. But back to Morton, the reason I brought up Harold in the first place was because uh, he is a coach's son. And we have compared him a little bit to Patrick, who's going to be in attendance this Saturday. Um being the fact that he was a multi-sport athlete, the different arm angles, the agility, the ability to make plays. Yeah, get the ball out. He's spreading the ball around. Uh, we had so many players uh, early on that I'm, I'm sitting there like, man, where are our playmakers? And then all of a sudden you put in a quarterback that can spread the ball around and Nehemiah White with eight catches, or Xavier White, excuse me, with eight catches. Nehemiah Martinez with six. Uh, Jaron Bradley with a couple of big plays. The tight ends getting getting involved. I mean, just spreading the ball around. Eleven guys catch the ball in this game. TJ highlighted, like you said, by Xavier White with eight receptions and Nehemiah Martinez with six. Um, spreads the ball out. The tempo is there. I mean, we. Prior to Barron being in, we were, I think, the second fastest team in the country in terms of a uh, number of plays run and, and trying to play at a, at a quick tempo. Uh, that has only increased under Barron. Um, he gets the team to the line of scrimmage, and, and Joe McGuire was in his press conference on, on Monday talking about how they want to go even faster, and he thinks that it's helping the offensive line that they're conditioned and, and able to, to play at that tempo for sustained periods and it just wears out defensive lines and you saw that late in the game against West Virginia in the second half where the running game finally showed up they run for 239 total yards uh, as a group um but yeah Barron just he passes the eye test man the offense just looks smoother it looks like an air raid it looks like what you expected with Zach Kitley coming in um back to a you know Patrick Mahomes Cliff Kingsbury offense or a Graham Harrell Mike Leach offense that we got so accustomed to seeing around here and Pair that with this defense, which is way ahead of schedule, I think, of where anybody ever thought it was going to be, and the culture has clearly changed on that side of the ball. They're competitive. They generate pressure. Uh, they've got some some great pass rushers. They've the, the turnovers are starting to be there. They're taking the ball away. It's exciting to see, uh, and, and this team's going to win some more football games, CJ. they got five games left, and, and looking over the schedule, there's not a game on their schedule they can't win. The toughest of that's going to be at TCU next week. Um but there's not a game on the schedule that they can't win, you know, coming home here. I agree with you. And expectations are one thing that we've talked about over and over again, right? Like at the beginning of the season, it was like, all right, let's just see if we can figure out a way to make a bowl game. 
try to be in every game, try not to get blown out once you hit Big 12 play, little steps, right? But after seeing the way Barron's played and we have a compliment on offense now to the way this defense is played, I mean, it makes you wonder why Barron wasn't the starter from day one. The only thing that I can think of, TJ, is that he just wasn't ready yet or wasn't quite ready. Um, it, he looked pretty good in the spring game. I don't know if you how much of that you were able to watch back in the spring, but he did look pretty good in, in the time that he got there. Um, it could have just been just getting more accustomed to Kitley's system and, and, and learning more of, of making the reads because what makes the air raid so good is, is so much is put on the quarterback. And we talked about it when Donovan was struggling. It's, it's, it's not just the ability to throw the football. It's the ability to diagnose what the defense is trying to do and before the snap and to do that in two or three seconds so that you can play at tempo, right? And Barrett, it just comes so much more naturally to him. This is a guy that was an elite 11 quarterback in his class. He's got the pedigree and the offense seems to fit him like a glove. Um, but, you know, you look at this schedule and you talk about expectations. I expect to beat Baylor, TJ. Uh, this was a game at the beginning of the year that you, you circled and you were kind of maybe hoping to get because Baylor, you know, is coming in um, off of their great year last year and expected to be, you know, their preseason, I think, top 15 and, and expected to be great. And they struggled a little bit. But I think we're way ahead of schedule. And, and frankly, TJ, I expect to win on Saturday night. The night game at the Jones, a blackout. Uh, it does, you know, bring back memories of that 08 Texas game a little bit. Uh, Patrick Mahomes getting inducted into the Texas Tech Hall of Honor, Ring of Honor, whatever they whatever they call it. I know it's the Hall of Fame, but they call uh, they call it something something else when you uh, get your number. Your number's not retired, but. Um, they're going to have a ceremony basically for, for Patrick Mahomes. It is the Kansas city bye week um, It is close to Halloween, which does take us back to uh, the 08 game, which was just one of the craziest nights of my life. Personally, same here. Um, it, it was, it was just incredible. And then to, to see that you come out as a favorite now, uh, I, you know, you're my Vegas guy as the line moved any, we, we started as a two-and-a-half-point favorite. It is holding steady at a two-and-a-half, which for those that don't bet, basically means that Vegas feels that these teams are dead even. And that's a testament to your Red Raiders folks. Baylor was very highly regarded coming into the season, and I think even with being four and three, they're, they're still pretty highly thought of around the country as having a great culture and, and a good, solid football team. Typically, Vegas gives you about three points for playing at home. So the fact that we're a two and a half point home favorite tells you that this this is a, a pick 'em in the truest sense of the word. I do expect this to be a close football game, but give me the Red Raiders to win and cover. Wow, yeah, just outright there with the the pick and the cover right off the bat here on the first episode of the Nation's Official Podcast with TJ and Blake. I love it. Uh, my boss is a Baylor Bear. Uh, I'm definitely hoping for for bragging rights there in the office that we can come out and get this get this dub. And we've played so well at the Jones. Protecting home field is something that uh, I think is very important. And Joey McGuire and, and company have, have done a really good job of getting the the fan base back involved and getting that place rocking. DJ, there was a time where the Jones was one of, if not the most feared places to go play in the Big 12. Texas couldn't come in here and win. Oklahoma, 
in the late 2000s under Mike Leach came in here, I think, and lost four out of five games when they were always in the top five. Um, and we're getting back to that. Uh, there, there's energy, there's excitement around the program for, for a decade. You know, this fan base had to suffer through the Tommy Tuberville and then Cliff Kingsbury and then Matt Wells, which was the biggest disaster of the bunch uh, eras. But and there wasn't a whole lot of excitement around the program. There was a lot of empty stands and, and there was too many times that teams would come in to our home field and just run us off the field. Uh, this year, they're 4-0 at home. They're much more competitive. And, and TJ, as far as the, uh, you know, your boss being a Baylor fan, you should feel confident making a little lunch bet or something with him. The Red Raiders are going to win this game 37-27. 37-27. You heard it here first on the nation's official podcast. Blake just throwing it out there. I love it. Love the confidence. Um, we're riding high. We're, we're excited to be a part of the nation and to be the nation's official podcast. And we're looking forward to a lot of things. Um, you guys out there in Red Raider land, please, please, please do us a favor. Give us a follow on Twitter. I am at T-E-E-J-A-Y-K-E-R-N. Blake, go ahead. Give me your handle. I'm at bhartsfield10, B-H-A-R-T-S-F-I-E-L-D-1-0. And then the show is going to be at The Nation Pod. So once again, this is The Nation's official podcast. We are at The Nation Pod. We look forward to getting involved with Red Raider Nation. Not only that, Blake, um, we've got some cool stuff going on post-game nowadays. Absolutely. Uh, in addition to being the official podcast of the nation, we're going to be going live on Twitter via the Twitter space from the, the nation's official Twitter account uh, to do kind of a, a live post game for, for 15, 20 minutes after the game. We will be interacting uh, with listeners and fans, uh, taking questions, talking about our uh, talking about the football game and just kind of our immediate initial reactions that will also continue into the basketball season. TJ will be doing it for um, all of the major non-conference games and then all Big 12 conference games and obviously tournament play after that. So that's exciting and, and looking forward to, to that endeavor as well. Yeah, and I mean, I can't thank the, uh, the guys over at The Nation any anymore. This is a huge opportunity to be the official uh, voices of The Nation for The Nation's official podcast. You and I are very excited about this opportunity. We're very grateful and we hope to be here for a very long time uh, building this thing with the nation, uh, bringing Texas Tech sports to Red Raider Nation. Couldn't have said it any better myself. So uh, we're going to go ahead and wrap things up here on the first episode of the nation's official podcast. And Blake, how do we always like to end the show? Wreck them. Wreck them. We'll talk to you guys soon. <laughs>